I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You are looking live at VSIN Primetime. Live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, here's Tim Murray and Jonathan Von Tobel. It is our final hour of VSIN Primetime live from our Circus Sportsbook studio, downtown Las Vegas. I'm Ben Wilson in for Tim Murray. Will Hill joining me from the East Coast and a very special guest for us to kickstart hour number three. Once upon a time, he hosted a baseball betting show on this network with me and Adam Burke. It was called The Run Line. We had a lot of fun. Sunday nights. How, how uh, the time flies. He's Josh Towers, everybody. Now a circuit casino host. He, he just, every time I'm here, I, I find him somewhere just milling about. Former big league pitcher as well. Uh, good to see you, man. You're what's back. What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm good. You know, the reason why we have you is because there's this sport called Major League Baseball that uh, spring training just started. I heard about it. You In know, what's crazy heard. is I'm more locked into college baseball right now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, Major League Baseball. It's exciting. Um, I think I told you in the past, I, I there, you go through these spurts and like spring training was super exciting, earning big league camp for the first time. And then if you're lucky enough to play long enough, you kind of get tired of, of spring training. And now that you're retired, I'd give anything to be back in spring yes. training. It's just exciting to, to throw see. like one bullpen on February 13th. Any of it. I just see these hitters and I thought I like the juices flow and you want to face yeah. them and get in the box. It's exciting. And then... Uh, I feel like everybody's getting younger and younger at this major league level. We got some absolute studs in the game. Yeah, no question. Yeah. You have a your your favorite spring training memory that is for air. <laughs> well, I, I think I told you this before. Uh, kind of a serious note. Uh, Lugo used to play with the Rays. I think it was Julio, Julio Lugo. Lugo. Sure. Yeah, yeah, good player, and I could never get him out. And I thought about this because Orlando Hudson was just in town staying at my house a couple weeks ago. And Orlando was my second baseman. But Lugo, I could never get him out. And I remember on the field in the spring training game in Dunedin, I called Orlando to the mound. And I was like, dude, I can't get him out. I don't know what to do. It's like bothering me. And he goes, don't. And I go, what? And he goes, don't. He goes, don't get him out. He goes, just let him get hits off you the whole time. Uh, but pitch him away. You're not going to pitch him during the season. He's like, so just let him get hits off you the whole time. Wow. And then when the season starts... He'll get used to one way, and we'll completely reverse it. And so I did. I think he went 10 for 10 or something off me. And then sure, his season starts, and 
went the complete opposite and he never got a hit again. And it's just like, I mean, he got a little bit more advanced on how we prepared, but it's the little things that, that spring training allows if you're on a team compared to if you're not on a team. And if I wasn't roster based already on that team, I couldn't, I couldn't do something like that. If I'm making That's a wild. team, I can't do that. Right. So we're all in different positions and forwarded luxuries that, that you earn, but you know, um, it's crazy to me that you're already thinking through stuff like that yeah. in February, March. Yeah. When most people, I, but the, the common perception is, okay, you're just trying to get in shape, which might have been true right. in like 1960. But yeah, no, it's you not better really be in shape, anymore. right? Yeah, yeah, somebody asked me the other day, and I was like, if I, if I came to spring training and I wasn't, if I didn't have the ability to go five innings out of the gate, then I probably didn't do my job in the offseason. But it wasn't yeah. like that. Like spring training, I talked to Big Hurt about it when I played with him all the time, and, and his era of spring training was to get into shape. In ours, yeah. you're not going to have a job if that's the case. You cannot do that uh, no, sir. anymore. Well, we were talking NL West today yeah. on the show. That's our We're kind of breaking down division by division each day here on the show. And the Dodgers are the storyline. That is the headline A, B, C, D, and E, especially not only wow. the NL West, but you could say the entire major leagues. What do you make of how high that win total is when you think about the star power, the new pieces being brought in? 103.5 is your Dodgers number. Well, I mean, all the years, right, that we've done this, I've never really been um, anything over 100, over 90, over whatever. It's like, how can you ever bet that? Like, we go 81 and 81, and we're 500. Yeah. And we're talking about the different numbers. If you guys look at all the numbers that it took to win the divisions or make the postseason, you kind of backtrack from there. And 100, like, you want me to bet on a team that went over 103 games? It's not, it's, no, I don't, I have no interest. Yeah. With that said, there's certain teams that I don't know how they lose until they face each other, which is like the Braves and the, and the Dodgers. The team's loaded. I mean, I'm not a Hayward fan, but you have Jason Hayward hitting, hitting eighth or ninth. You got Gavin Lux who's starting to come into his own. It's awesome watching the videos from the offseason with people who are staying in L.A. And so we see all these guys, the Walker Buehlers and everybody, actually putting in the offseason work from the Dodger cam. This team's loaded. You have the luxury of Shohei Otani not having to pitch. In essence, you went and got the other kid to replace him for a year, and then you got Shohei back, but you went and got Tyler Glass now. And if, if any or all of these guys are healthy for this season, it's one of the best teams that I think I, I may have ever seen. But then again, you go over to Atlanta, and I know we're talking about the NLS, but then you go to Atlanta, and you see the, the, the quiet additions of a yeah. young Jared Kelenic, right? And then uh, they got sale and it's like hold on how are why are some of these teams operating on a different level and that's what the Dodgers have been I looked at the the Padres roster and I just felt like the Padres should have done a little bit more mm -hmm. to compete the Dodgers are doing all this or are we just settling for second place like it's crazy and then the Diamondbacks I know we're not riding on what we did last year as if that's going to be it's just going to happen every year, right? So then, you know, you have to either set the precedence or make sure teams don't get too far in front. And I just felt like other teams in that division should have did a little bit more. Sure. And it's easy to say now when you have a team like the Dodgers who come yeah. out and spends a bajillion dollars. And But what was the biggest but, move for you guys? Like, was it obviously Shotani's the biggest move? We got that. But was it yeah. Shohei? Was it, what's the other Japanese kid's Yamamoto, name? Yamamoto. They, yeah. Or was it Glasnow? Like, I thought that Glasnow was enormous. Mm. And it went so under the radar. And to me, Tyler Glasnow could be the most dominant pitcher in MLB if he wanted to be. He has that type of stuff. So he's on a level that he could be the very best. And he kind of was just swept underneath the rug like 
that's the that is the power though of right. stars, and it's why yeah. now you know, Will and I talked about this earlier, where you know, minus four fifty, not many people casually are going to want to bet that because no. that's a lot to lay for a full season. But how are the Dodgers not winning the division with a win total twenty games above Arizona? That's where we kind of start to dive in deeper into some of these teams. So what I'm fascinated in on Arizona was they mm. came out of nowhere, no expectations, win total low sixties. They went eighty four games last year, right? Super young core. Series, yeah. Now they're eighty three and a half. The Eduardo Rodriguez signing, it's a total wild card for me because I, I thought he would be gr a great fit for Detroit. He literally went AWOL last year. He just left the team. They didn't know where he was. Now he's Wait, in Arizona. Yeah, that happened last year. I didn't know that. I mean, I he, like him. I think he's a great pitcher. I think yeah. he's one of those guys that doesn't get enough notice uh, for how good he is. So he's going to have to show up in New York or somewhere that's going to be on TV all the time for us. to. It really feels respect. like the guy with the right situation would excel. He can would pitch, excel. man. Yeah. He can pitch for sure. I didn't know he went AWOL. I thought you meant just he signed with the Tigers and it's easy to not show up because no, like he literally, I mean, I had him in fantasy baseball. He literally so just, they, he just, he, it was personal reasons, something with okay. his family. He just left, but they didn't know, like he went, you know, to the, to the, I believe he was, he went back home, left the country. They didn't know where he was. was we crazy. had a kid with the, in the Mets organization back in 2013 who, who wanted to go home for a month. Um, and I was like, why don't you just, tell him yes and never bring him back like clearly he doesn't want to be here See that, is one, so that is uh, one solution yeah. at least in Erod's case um, he's done enough to be, to make a, a big league roster yeah. but you yeah, know guys like him again don't get enough credit so so that's one of their biggest pickups right was Edward uh, Eduardo Rodriguez so that's one of their biggest pickups and it's talked about we're talking about and in the same position the three hole or the four slot, whatever you're putting him in for, for them, you got Tyler Glasnow over there in LA in the same yeah. position, getting talked about hardly at all. When again, he could be a number one on almost any other team and you're going to fit Tyler in, I guess it's because he gets hurt a lot, but you're going to fit Tyler in, in the fourth spot or the fifth spot. I mean, think about this, right? If Walker Buehler's ever a uh, healthy full year, uh, Gonzalez got to come back, but Gonzalez one of the winningest pitchers I've ever seen at every level ever. You got those two, and then you got Tyler, and then you got Yamamoto, and then you got that one guy, he's left-handed, does a big curveball. Uh, and the then Urias, you, uh, guy who is still no, out? No, Clayton Kershaw, oh, that who might guy be too. the best in the game. They're all, right? they're all we don't hurt, even but they talk all can about. come back, yeah. They're so loaded when they all get healthy, and they have so much depth for the guys who are hurt to take their time. The Dodgers, again, have done such a phenomenal job behind the scenes. I always talk about how GMs have to be, at least, in my opinion, three years ahead of the moment. Uh, I feel like Alex Anthopoulos is five, seven years ahead of, of where he should be with Atlanta. He's amazing. And mm. those are the two best. Uh, the, the Yankees were always like that. I think they fell off for a second, but they're getting back to it. But the Dodgers and Braves are are – Again, they're, 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 they're playing a video game. They're in the future. They're, it's amazing what they're doing, that they can go get youth, uh, have veterans, have guys at the end, and their minor league system is still developing along the way. Um, it's that, it's really uh, cool to see. Division that, parlay, Will talked about it earlier. Braves, what, what Dodge, Braves Dodgers each win the division is in the minus 135, 140 range, which is parlay, you know, minus money, but still – with the way those teams are set up, it's awfully. It's I don't I, again going over it, and I, I can't obviously hear you guys. So sorry if I'm long-winded. If you guys are yelling at me, I, right, I, I'll, I'll yell. No, I can yeah. yell at you. I'm allowed to. Don't worry. We uh, got a couple minutes. Looking at the divisions and things change. We know that teams get hot, teams get cold. You sell, you buy throughout the course of a season, so it changes. But looking at just what we have on paper to start spring training, I don't see how the Dodgers can't win the division, and I don't see how the Braves can't win their division. Things, I, the, the, the thing about it, like we just said, both these teams are so deep 
They're so loaded and not with players all of the same age. They have all of it covered. And so if some, like, again, the Braves lost Acuna one year and what they go on to do, right? So yeah. they all have, both those teams have the luxury to lose one or two guys and still be very, very dominant. They're not reliant. What happens if Arizona loses Corbin Carroll? What happens if they lose Zach Gallon? It's tough, right? So uh, they're just in a different division. I, I like that. If you can parlay it, I'm in. Sure. It, it's a, a lot of books are letting you do that uh, for now. You mentioned, too, San Diego. You were disappointed with their offseason? Well, uh, you know, I mean, I don't mind getting rid of Blake Snell, um, but replace him with something, somebody who's going to yeah. fit that mold. Like, you're, you don't just walk away from competing. And I know they're not. Don't, don't take that. I don't, I'm not saying they're not trying to compete. But you can't let some of these teams get too far off, or you can't just play for second place. Because what if second place isn't there? What if over on the other coast, three teams decide they're going to jump in, in the same division and, and make yeah. like you can't play for second? And I think that's what a lot of uh, doing. a lot of weight on the shoulders now of Joe Musgrove, you yeah. Darvish. That's a, it's a lot to ask. You Darvish is for those guys. I mean, he's my favorite, probably. But it's a lot. That's a lot to carry in a new, it is. new manager it really too. Is. Mike Schilt now there in San Diego yeah. as well. Josh Towers, you can follow him at No Don't Josh. Stop by Circle. You'll probably see him around. You'll Great see to see you, man. Thanks, buddy. Baseball season right around the corner. Will's back with us next as we continue on VSIN Primetime. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Jonathan Von Tobel on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball's back, and what better way to hit off the grapefruit and cactus leagues than with VEASAN's free MLB betting primer. This primer will tell you how to bet on spring training and continue all season long with our VEASAN experts and their World Series futures analysis our free mlb betting primer has basic baseball uh, basic baseball betting advice a lot of bees there for those who are new to betting mlb even an article from adam burke on how to bet spring training and breakdowns on how to use saber metrics for more data-driven betters to make this your best season yet bet the mlb smarter this year download the free mlb betting primer now for free at vsin.com slash guide that is vsin.com slash 
guide. We'll finish up our NL West previews right now here on the show as Will Hill's back with me, Ben Wilson, with you from our Circus Sportsbook Studios in Las Vegas. And Will, we are, uh, for the new audience, at least who didn't hear these best bets earlier, we are 15 minutes away from uh, the last wave of our bets for the night in college hoops about to start. So St. John's and Butler looks like some late money here. Uh, really coming in hard on the under there, Will. We, we've seen a, seen a big move now over the last hour or so as this has dropped as low as 149.5 in some spots. Still a pick em, though, and you do like the St. John's side. I like St. John's. How much of that money was or how much of that move is your money moving it? Are you releasing it? Is it is it your group betting it? I wonder uh, how much you're moving the number. Yeah, I like St. John's. I think it's a good matchup. I think they offensive rebound really well. I just think it's a good matchup in terms of like they don't shoot the three well, so they'll have to attack the basket. But Butler's a team. You can attack them on the perimeter. They don't guard you. They don't have that foot speed. Those those wings just don't defend as well. This is not a, this is not your Brad Stevens Butler team. So uh, a, a must win almost for St. John's. We were debating earlier, you know, is there value on them to make the tournament? I don't know what plus 130 it is. It, it, you may have stumbled mm-hmm. upon one where Butler is plus 320 to make it where you think Butler's closer to the tournament. All the bracket matrix and such think Butler's closer to making. I'm more cynical than you. I think if St. John's can win tonight, that gives them a good chance to get to 20 if they can win one in the Big East tournament. I think if you got to two, in the Big East tournament, never got to 21 and ran the table from here until like the second round of the Big East tournament. I just think the draw of Patino, the New York region, I think they'd put them in. Uh, I think you said they're plus 130. So mm-hmm. I like them tonight. These odds to make or miss the tournament at DraftKings are fascinating. Uh, I wish I had them here in Connecticut. I don't. That's just the Connecticut rule, but uh, I am on the Johnnies tonight. That so you're a, on the under, I'm on the Johnnies. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, first half uh, first half under 72 for me. There are still a couple books out there that have 72, even though that number uh, has dropped a little bit down to 71. Let uh, me ask you, are shares. there are there other books in Vegas where you can bet? Is this just a DraftKings thing only, or are there other books that will take yes, no, and make the tournament? Unfo- yeah, unfortunately, it's pretty much a uh, a, DK, a DK thing. We will we will get some very unique uh, props. What you know, A lot of books here will give you – uh, you know, stage of advancement, like head-to-head matchup props. Say, yeah. you know, say you'll we'll you'll be able to bet like thing. how far will Duke go versus yeah. uh, North Carolina. Like you'll you'll put a price on that, or they'll they'll lay a spread. Or you know, I like the you'll have a you know team X, you know, over under one and a half wins. Or I a lot of times I'll bet the conferences because sometimes it's you know how That's often do we ones. see it will where conferences are really heavily correlated where sure. like in past years, the mountain West has come out and just looked terrible. Got like, out, yeah. Uh, or you, you know, or vice versa. You have really strong performances. I, I remember one year uh, betting the Missouri Valley when they came out and they had two, they had multiple teams in the tournament, each one around. And you were, you were sitting at one and a half on the conference wins and that was plus money and it cashed. So there are a lot of, we do get some good menus. It's, you know, I know so many times yeah. here on the network, we, I love to just rip the state we are betting in for those of us who live in Vegas, but there are some really good opportunities. It's mostly though, once you get to the big dance itself. Yeah, that makes sense. That it seems like an odd, it seems like a simple enough thing to, uh, to yeah. book. Hey, they'll make or miss the tournament. It doesn't seem like that's that hard of a thing. I'm sure they have the reasons for why, why they don't hang it. And maybe they don't have good reasons. That That's one that seems like uh, you're leaving money on the table. Cause uh, you know this, we all know this. People will bet this stuff. You you put up fun stuff. People want to mm-hmm. bet it. They want to bet different things. They want action in different ways. Uh, if you build it, they will come. So I don't know. But but we stumbled upon that earlier. Butler plus three Tony, where you're like, hey, they, they're much closer to the tournament than this number suggests. If you could bet that number, would you bet that plus three twenty? So, it's it's funny. I say that only with the comparison to where St. John's is at, because yeah. I mean, Butler's been a sinking chip. They've lost four straight. I see this as kind of like that that last surge forward. You get a really good defensive effort out of Butler. They're pro- I, I see them being better on the glass tonight. 
than they were in the first meeting against St. John's and they gave up 19 offensive rebounds. Just the number compared to St. John's is out of whack. Not that I believe Butler actually gets in. I, st- I still wouldn't make that play. I just think St. John should probably be more like three to one, just like Butler is. They really sh- they should each be around the same number, plus one. 30 plus 140, uh, you, are, you are really having to pay the price for St. John's being a big market team with a coach like Rick Pitino. That's, that's the main thing I look at with that matchup. Yeah, and again, if you're bullish on St. Uh, John's, you could, uh, you know, you could wait, just play him game by game, play him tonight against Butler. Bet him tonight, yeah. And, uh, yeah, bet him tonight. Big East tournament not that far away. You don't have to worry about Georgetown and DePaul where they're big favorites and just hey, play him game by game in the, uh, in the conference tournament in, in the Big East, so. We're getting there. We're close to these uh, these conference tournaments. We mentioned off the top that there's just everything's a little bit pushed back. Where usually those smaller ones would be getting started, like the Atlantic Sun, maybe the Horizon, uh, some of these other ones, the the SoCon. Usually these like late February, you got the first round, second rounds underway, and then early March you, you start to play some of these title games. We don't get the first round till uh, till March seventh, the selection till March seventeenth. So not only is everything pushed back, I feel like everything's going to be condensed. You're going to have some of these games. You're going to have some of these days where you're just you're looking at a menu with a ton, a ton of games from that March 7th to March. Really, by March 17th, everything starts to slow down. It used to be that last weekend. It's only the major conferences. But you're looking at a 10-day stretch with a lot of basketball all day, all night. Uh, maybe my favorite stretch of the year, really. Absolutely. I believe it's the A-Sun who will be up first. They get the first. They are the only team who's playing on the Monday next week. That's another rare thing. At least you usually get uh, multiple. But I, oh, so, I, it's, so it's this Monday. This this coming Monday, yes. Some okay. of the, the small conferences will at least start. Yeah. Uh, A-Sun, first up. But, yeah, usually we get some February. We do get some February conference tournaments. Yes. Uh, not this year, uh, unfortunately. So that's a college basketball. I'll keep you posted. The first day of the tournament's the, the 20th, that first yeah. Thursday's the 20th, 21st, really, really late. Again, we'll uh, we'll live. It's not the biggest issue in the world. And anytime this year, this time of year comes around, I do think of 2020 where we were in the middle of conference tournaments and everything just got wiped from us and we didn't get a tournament and it was so depressing. Uh, so always grateful to just have these games. I don't think you can say that enough. Like, hey, right. it wasn't that long ago we sat here with uh, with no sports for a good, what, three, four months, something like that. No, no March madness. No, uh, you know, no, no, uh, no sports for a long time. So always important to keep that in mind. Yes. Perspective. Once upon yes. a time we were betting Ukrainian ping pong, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's how we, that's how did we got through that? our days. I didn't, I, I did not go down that path because I just, I, I refused. I was calling Nicaraguan soccer though, remotely from my parents' bedroom closet because that was the only work I could get. And I was actually telling people what to bet in that because books, books here were booking it. Wow. Yeah. Nope. Basically that's, it was that's... simple. Will nobody could score in that league. So it was just bet every game under, under two or draws. Wow. I didn't know that. That's yeah. Nicaraguan, Nicaraguan soccer. That's yeah. incredible. League of premier. I became very well versed in uh, real uh, Esteli and uh, Managua FC. Yeah. Great. Uh, great time to be alive. <laughs> anyway, um, you, as far as some in-game stuff too, did you see that, Memphis got out 12 nothing. We we've talked with uh, Nick Whalen earlier about the Memphis-Minnesota game. Memphis, who got destroyed at home by the bad and selling Brooklyn Nets the other night. Memphis goes up 12-0 on the road at Minnesota. That's still a game where Memphis is up uh, pretty big early, 20-7 to out of the shoot. If you wanted to, well, you could grab Timberwolves minus a four and a half live right now. That's a really interesting start, though. Um, or you could even look at maybe the the total over there in game, like Nick was talking about. It's it's still sitting there at two ten and a half. What a weird start though for a, a Minnesota team that had been clicking on all cylinders. They get upset coming out of the break against Milwaukee, 
couple guys banged up at the moment, Anthony Edwards and Rudy Gobert, and sort of a weird uh, little skid right now. I don't want to read too much into a seven-minute sample size, but not a great start against one of the worst teams in the league. I bet a lot of stuff. I bet a lot of NBA. I think I would rather bet soccer in Nicaragua than NBA sides this time of the year. NBA yep. sides, I don't know if you feel the same. I used to bet this league, man, hand over fist a long time ago. I didn't even have that much money, but I was betting it, betting it big. That's one betting habit. I look back at the guy that, you know, when I was younger, and I was like, I don't even know that person anymore. I can't bet big on these sides, man. It's just such a league of variance, and I just don't feel like I have, like, I'll bet maybe it's interesting. Maybe 20 sides a year in the NBA, uh, once, one or two a week, one every other week. I, I don't know how much you bet the NBA. I just, I never feel like I, I know what I'm getting with the effort, with the lineups, with the load management. The league's just all over the map, especially once you get to March in the dog days and we're not that far from the playoffs. You get some very strange performances uh, down the stretch. Do you bet a lot of NBA sides? I, I, it's, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Like I used yeah. to, and it's, it's become very spot situational. Really hard. Um, and admittedly, now that we get into this, this stretch, my focus will be a lot more uh, tied yep. to college basketball. So that's just kind of how it breaks down for me. And I'm, there's so much, you talk about the gauntlet, the number of games you have to uh, handicap. It's it becomes a situation where it's very convenient, easy to put NBA on the back burner. So unless I'm kind of picking off very specific angles or maybe if I'm watching a game and there's something I like for an in-game spot, just because I still believe NBA is a good in-game betting sport with the crazy swings and the variance. You can't do that. Uh, It's just not something I'm going to look to spend a ton of time on as far as pregame sides and totals. Yep, totally with you. I, I think you said it well. That's why we're on to college basketball, and we are about to yes. sweat our St. John's Butler play coming up in a little bit. We will go through the final few teams in the NL West up next. Get a couple thoughts on some random combine props. Anything worth playing? I know Britton, our producer, just really wants us to bet some stuff at the combine. That's why we'll uh, we'll appeal to him next as we continue Wednesday edition of Veasan Prime Time. is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Jonathan Von Tobel on VSIN, the sports betting network. Put the VSIN experts to work for you. Start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VSIN Pro annual subscription today and get your first year for only $199 instead of the typical $240 price. You just use our promo code PRIME. Get VSIN Pro access to everything we do for an entire year including daily best bets with the leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. There are betting systems, betting splits, premium analysis, and video access 24-7. We also have an upcoming March Madness betting guide. We'll have best bets for every game and round of the tournament. That is promo code PRIME, and you get your first year of VEASAN Pro Access for only $199. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We are continuing our baseball previews. We've got you covered every sport here at the network. Back with Will Hill. I'm Ben Wilson. Will, we talk so much about the Dodgers at the top of the division, but a lot of interesting teams toward the bottom. We can work our way from bottom on up uh, because the Rockies look like a horror show uh, here at 60 and a half on the win total. Like it almost does feel like the odds makers go, well, if we put a team at 59 and a half, that's just so comically low that people would have to bet over. But what, you know, what's really the impetus here of the number when you think about the lack of pitching that the Rockies have this season? It's going to be tough. That is a historically bad rotation. Anytime you're bringing in the likes of like Cal Quantrill to help boost your rotation, my goodness. And that's the rotation healthy. And that's just, uh, that that's a bad division to to have bad pitching. I know the, sch- the schedule is a little more balanced than it was in past years. They used to play each de- division opponent 19 times each. Now it's only 14, but still that's 14 games each against 
the Dodgers, who we all agree is just a loaded team, an absolute juggernaut in the regular season. Uh, a Diamondbacks team that went to the World Series, a Giants team that's still pretty good. They're okay, right, lined right around a 500 team. Maybe they had Blake Snell and they get even better. And then a Padres team, which I know they lose Snell, they lose Soto, but they got some positive regression coming their way. There's still a lot of talent there with Machado and Tatis. Um, so look, it just that's a lot of games against those four teams. It's about 56 games. Uh, it's just there's no pitching. It's a bad ballpark to have no pitching in. To me, they're going to win, I don't know, 50, 55 games. I mean, they are in for a long, long season. Again, similar. it's the opposite of the Dodgers where you're betting a, a total that low. If you're going under, you don't have a lot of wiggle room. And one five out of seven streak or three in a row, you start to sweat. But to me, they're good for it. I don't know. Do you have any of, the, any of these win totals jump off to you? If I, had, if I told you right now, hey, you have to bet one win total in the NL West, which direction would yeah, you go? Yeah, uh, I'd honestly probably look, you know, Padres is the one I would want to go to. And yet that is a team where each of the last two years, I, I honestly felt like bringing in an adult in the room who actually had managerial experience in Bob Melvin would be the perfect thing to happen to San Diego. Yeah. And yet they have been a, like a very popular team and they've just continued to underachieve. Now they go the Mike Schilt route, who had a, a crazy run at the end of his managerial time with St. Louis, got him. You know, on this twenty, you know this this great twenty game run in September, get him into the postseason. They fire him basically because John Mozeliak, the GM, wanted more power and control, and it was this really weird thing. Kind of felt at the time like not, nothing, you know, not everything smelled right there with Schilt, and uh, now that looks to be, have been the wrong move as they they have really fallen off with lack of personnel in St. Louis. I'm fascinated to see what Schilt does in a San Diego, who's much more of like a throwback, old school guy. Yeah. You would kind of like you would kind of have lumped him into the same sort of managerial discussion as a Bob Melvin, even if the the longevity hadn't been as long for Schilt. But there are still pieces there. You still have uh, Manny Machado. You still have Fernando Tatis, Sander Bogarts, Jake Cronenworth. It's still a really good one through four, and you still have uh, Joe Musgrove and you Darvish. So eighty-one and a half naturally feels like a good spot to be in. It's just the depth there isn't as uh, as as robust that there as there has been in years past, and. If there are injuries, it is a tough division. You know, how, how how quickly could things go south? That's my only hesitation on the Padres. But that's the one number that I think just kind of like on the sticker shock value of it, you're like, really? San Diego, they've fallen off that much? Like, they disappointed last year and still won 82 games. Right. Yeah, was that the 19th season they fired Schilt? Because he's been out of the game for a few years, yeah. right? I, I believe it was. When they yes. went to the NLCS, they upset the Braves that crazy. I think they had like 10 nothing after the first inning or something. Then they lost to the uh, – the Nats, the NLCS. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. So you you would play the Padres over, just to be clear, right? Yes, that would that'll be the okay. one thing uh, I would look at it, uh, as well. You're you also, yeah. I believe, are looking at uh, a Padres bet, right? I haven't bet it yet. That would be a way to go, though. Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot of blinking signs that point you to a Padres over with some of the uh, you know, Gil Alexander talked about today on a numbers game, the sequencing, just the uh, the the Pythag, all of the advanced stuff. Says, like, hey, they, this team should have been better last year. Remember. The market kept grading them. The market kept uh, putting out their not numbers last year as a team that they were supposed to be. I mean, they were big favorite after big favorite. It's just the, the market never really adjusted. I remember, boy, I, I, there's a lot of uh, a lot of regret not going against them some nights where they were two, two and a half dollar favorites. And they would just lose a lot of these games to, to bad teams, mm -hmm. Tigers and Nationals. And I don't know, anything else jump jump out to you? To me, the interesting, uh, interesting thing is, uh, interesting team is Arizona because just because you take a step forward doesn't mean you always take another step forward the year back. It's not always linear like that, but they are young. They have a lot of talent. They got gallon at the top of the rotation. Carol's a star. Uh, last year was obviously house money and they got way farther than anyone expected. 
I don't know. Do you have a sense on what Arizona does this season? To me, it really, not to say one player is responsible for a swing there, but if you're getting you know, an Eduardo Rodriguez who has shown flashes of being really, really good from past stops, that's certainly a club that can take another step forward, and they are you know, invested, they're investing a lot when you bring in a guy like that who I, I was talking with Josh Towers earlier, Will, when he was on with us. Like He literally just abandoned ship. He left the Tigers midseason, had a personal family issue come up, and he was gone you know, for over a month, and they didn't really know if he would ever – like what, what was going on. They couldn't locate him. I, I thought he'd be a great fit in Detroit. I could see him being a good fit in Arizona with the ballpark factors there as a lefty. They sure could use, you know, a good lefty arm there for the D-backs. Uh, but you are putting a lot of faith in a guy who's now getting up there at age and has kind of had uh, rough exits from both of his previous two teams in Boston and then lastly in Detroit. Yeah, and that's not a bad trio of Kelly, Gowan, and, uh, yeah. and Rodriguez. Not if bad. Rodriguez is, is focused in there, and bullpen's always an issue. Although Ginkle stepped up in the playoffs, uh, Seawald was a, a different addition. I remember a bunch of times betting them because I liked them a lot last year. I was on them a lot. Boy, they drove me crazy sometimes in the middle of the season because their bullpen would blow a lot of leads. So that's a team that's interesting, though, where yeah, I can see them going both ways, where uh, do they take another step? They certainly have the talent to do so, but I don't know. It, it, it's tough to uh, to figure which direction they'll go to. Uh, it does look a little low, 83 and a half for, uh, I mean, it, it was such an odd year last year where they, they were so up and down, then they get hot. So I don't know. To me, that's that's a really interesting team. That's the one team I'm probably not going to have a bet on in terms of Arizona, uh, yep. you know, in, in this division. 184 a season ago. With all that, even with yeah. a win total that was very, very low a season ago, one of the first teams along with the Reds to go over their win total last year. Odds makers kind of in the same boat as us. They're throwing their hands up. They'll set at 83 and a half, kind of around that same number that they finished a year ago. Giants, we've yet to talk about 81 and a half. And they at least try to address some of the issues in that lineup, which really was light hitting by the end of the season. 28th and average did not do much as far as producing runs. Didn't have a whole lot of pop. Oh, they bring in Jorge Soler, who had 36 homers a year ago, uh, made the signing going to the KBO at Jung-Hoo Lee, which is always sort of a wild card. And you're bringing in somebody from overseas, but the, at least the thought is he'll be a legit leadoff hitter who can hit for average, who can be a near 300 uh, type of guy. It's just, Amidst everybody else in that division, have you done enough if you're San Francisco? And I, I still leave myself looking at that roster up and down the lineup, one through nine, Will, and going, yeah, I'm still really not that impressed. Do you think they get Snell? <laughs> that, and that would be a big swing in, in the division were they to do that. It, every, you know, every report kind of indicates it's going to be Yankees for Snell. And I, you think so? Or are they using in, the Yankees for leverage? I'm kind of – look – would it surprise would it surprise you if the Yankees uh, went out and paid for <laughs> paid all the money for Blake Snell? It really, it would. It, it would. Oh, it would surprise me as somebody who follows this team. That's not their mo anymore. It's really not. I mean, they got Cole in 2019, but ever since then, they've been they've been yeah. kind of timid in free agency. I mean, look at the guys they've let get away. This is a team that can't hit in big spots. They've really been starved for offense. Okay, they traded for Soto, but they haven't paid him yet. They paid Judge to stay, but they kind of had to just incurred, like they they couldn't afford to lose face and lose that guy. Um, they they missed on Harper, Machado, Freddie Freeman. This is not George Steinbrenner's Yankees anymore. They do not operate this way. They're very conscious of the luxury tax and their budget and their profits. I think the Yankees are being used as leverage. Maybe I'll be proved wrong here, but it's just yeah. not their MO anymore. I, I don't know. I think the Giants, Giants make the most sense for me too because they've missed out on a lot of these guys. Seems like they've got money to burn. Remember, they almost signed Correa, then it fell through. They were in the mix for Judge. They were in the mix for Otani. Uh, 
Look, they're nowhere near the Dodgers, but if you get Snell and you just put yourself in a position where, all right, we're not going to win the division, but we can get a wild card, and you could start a playoff series with Logan Webb and Snell and then go from there, who knows? We've seen crazy things happen in the playoffs. You give yourself a puncher's chance uh, if that's the top of your rotation. And that's the thing, because the rest of the rotation right now, you're putting a lot of faith in Jordan Hicks, who's been a reliever his whole career, now all of a sudden being lengthened out into a starter and building on a lot of potential that has a lot of times been slow due to injury. Young guys, too, that are very, very much unproven toward the back half of that rotation. When I look at guys like Tristan Beck, Keaton Wynn, you know, a lot of things to like, but they just have never done it before. A lot to ask if you're investing on an over. So, yeah, I, I'm with you, Will, or certainly. I mean, Snell can help anybody. Would make a lot of sense for San Francisco. That's why I, I kind of wait on the 81 and a half. But my first in, initial thought, if this is the roster opening day that we have right now, as of today, it would be an underlook for me there uh, to round out the division. When we come Makes back, we've got, uh, yeah, I'm with you. We've got one more uh, segment here to get to. We will take a look at some of the in-game action. College basketball games coming down to the home stretch. Maybe a couple uh, random combine nuggets we'll throw out at Will on the other side. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Jonathan Von Tobel on VSIN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app and use promo code VSIN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. A big thanks to our guest today, Mike Golick Jr., Jim Root, Josh Towers, Nick Whalen. I've been a... Uh, star-studded guest list for us today as we've got the Greg Peterson experience coming up next. Uh, Will, for you and I, now some sweats now in the college basketball world. I'm going to throw a couple potential combine props your way. Would these entice you in any way? But uh, Auburn, who you took to cover seven, not only are they covering, they might win the game outright. Ten minutes to go, and it's been a really good back-and-forth game the whole way here. But Auburn up three on Tennessee in a game that has certainly felt like a coin flip from the jump. Did you tell me? No, I did not. 
Nice you know you're my, my lucky charm. I've hit like eight in a row with you on the air now. You'd think at some point you get the hit and say, hey, if we're doing these shows together, I know uh, something's going to go right, and, and you would we'd tail along. Yeah, you would think. I mean, I at least bet the same game you did here in the late slate, but I made a different bet. 6-6 uh, <laughs> six, six early, St. John's and uh, and Butler. So I don't know the pace. I just saw this was 6-6. Six to six. Yeah, we're uh, we're about on uh, about on pace. Maybe slightly okay. maybe slightly above pace so far with that yeah. uh, six six scoreline. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm not home. I should I should redact that. I'm going to redact that officially about taking my bows here for uh, Auburn. They're only up two. There's ten minutes to go. I guess they're calling a million fouls. I saw a few people tweeting that uh, like they're nine minutes into the half. There was like oh, eighteen fouls. Both calls teams are in the double of- bonus already. Yeah, so maybe a live over there. What are we looking at? Uh, Ooh, one, so you know, that's a good one seventy-five uh, and a half though. So we're at one twenty-eight now. So we need another. That's a lot of points. We need fifty points. My goodness, uh, forty-seven that. points. So what? You get forty-seven in ten minutes. You better keep calling the fouls. Yeah, I'm, Plus yeah, that's what I'm game. That's. I, I think that's probably built into the number. Plus, it's a high-scoring game to begin with. I don't know. Like my instinct with the double over, with, with the double bonus, obviously that's huge because it stops yeah. the clock. You get the two free throws. That's that's everything with both teams being in it. But man, it's it does feel like it's built into the number. And uh, yeah, just going through these, some of these scores, man. Colorado was laying eleven last night. I looked at it. Big game for them. They're, they're great at home, and they're up fourteen at the half. That was one that closed. What were you saying? Thirteen and a half, 13 fourteen. And a half, yeah. One I didn't pull the trigger on. So mm. never happy around here. Laying seventeen and a half live right now. Colorado up. A 45-31 there uh, at the break. We'll close with a couple more updates as well. And, there, of course, we bring up that in-game total. They're just trading threes in Knoxville. Tennessee hits one. Auburn right back, 69-66 now. 9.30 to go. And that number only continues to rise at the moment. We're, uh, we're continuing to climb up now 179.5. Amazing how even just wow. those two possessions. Yeah, now that's really tough to, uh, to support another another look at the in-game over with how high that thing is. Uh couple of combine props for you, Will, because we, we were there in Indianapolis. A lot of the meetings going on. Now we'll actually get some of the testing, finally, even though a lot of guys are not actually, um, are not at least the top prospects. Your Marvin Harrison Jr.'s of the world. Jane Daniels not even uh, going to be there or, or testing or anything. Same deal with Malik Neighbors, who was there but not testing. With that as a backdrop, fastest 40-yard dash time. That's the one bettable thing we'll set here. 4.265 is your minus 115 juice on each side number that it is set at. Uh, as the record is 422, uh, there is a prop on can somebody break that, which is over 4-1, to one, but 4265. I, I mean, on, on one hand, I kind of am inclined to think, well, these guys only get faster and faster every year and get better and better handling the conditions. So if I was to make a bet, it kind of seems like faster, but curious your take. I wouldn't have any idea how to hand- – how would you handicap this? What would you – are there documented 40 times for these guys that haven't run the 40 before high school 40 times? I, I don't know if I made you bet this, how would we research this? If we put our two brains, one and a half brains together and I try feel to like, what, I feel like you take a look. Well, you have the, yeah, you do have like the high school 40 times and you basically are Those kind are published? of, ex- well, there are, you can find some, they're not like okay. widely available, but my thought is you kind of extrapolate that into like where they are at, where, you know, how they have grown over the years being in their college and how you, uh, how you pair that down? I, our Zach Cohen thought the yeah, thought the yes at plus four, four twenty five was actually a good bet to make on the forty dash time record at four two two. I'm not as sold on it as that. His you know, and, and the logic is kind of like, well, you know, you have a number of like a lot of the wide receiver class is viewed to be extremely deep this year, right? And even though some of the top guys are not there, there are 
like the top speed guys per se will be. And you think, okay, on a fast track like that, given the setup, it's more, more, more and more likely we see it each year to keep getting lower and lower. I look at that info and go, I'd rather just take the under on a four, uh, four, two, six, five, but it's not, uh, not something I'm going to be, um, you know, I, I mean, we can't bet it here anyway, but it's not something I would have a ton of interest in regardless. It's just it, an it, interesting thing to talk about. DK offers these. Yeah, they're up there. Wow. I wonder what they take for limits for this stuff. Maybe, I don't know <laughs> if, if they have personal, do, do they have it for, for, for per player? Cause I don't have this stuff in Connecticut. Do they have player props? They do, they do not. It's limited. So I was thinking. Britain wants them to. Britain, our producer Britain wants, wants him to. Yeah. He does. You could DM these guys and say, Hey, what, what are you, uh, what are you running? What are you thinking? I don't know if there's any rule against that, but you can't, uh, can't hate the hustle, right? Cannot hate the hustle. I mean, people are going to watch. Take Although, a shot. I mean, just take a shot. With all the with all the big guys sitting out, that's that's the thing, right? It feels like, you know, we talk about the combine more just because the NFL 365 day year calendar is now more of a thing. But I feel like, as far as relevance goes, you know, it, it seems like because teams now have have been so raked over the coals for the way they do these interviews, and that's starting to go away. I mean, it still technically happens, but the importance it seems like will is, is being lessened. The reliance on the the wonderlick type tests out there are being dropped a little bit, especially when you see a guy like, you know, CJ Stroud get dinged for maybe interviews and wonderlick, and then the guy is, you know, clearly light years ahead of where Bryce Young is at, at least after one year, just to throw the latest example of that. Sort of feels like relevance, my whole point here with the combine, outside of the raw testing numbers, seems like it doesn't matter as much as far as like total draft stock. If anything, it's just kind of throwing out false information to get other teams thinking one team is going to do something when they're actually not. Yeah. And I wonder, I mean, this is a place where the NFL world kind of comes together. These guys start rubbing elbows or at the bars at night. Is this a time where we start to get a little buzz in terms of who's going where, where cousin signs it sounds like fields. It's just a matter of when, not if that he's getting traded. Uh, it seems more and more likely that that's imminent. So I wonder if this, uh, this sparks a little, of, uh, of the NFL hot stove where we start to get, start to see some of these uh, these maneuvers take place. Do you have any sense on where it sounds like fields to the Falcons? Is that something you, do you agree with that? Or you yeah, can go somewhere else? I mean, the fit, it makes a lot of sense, right? And especially after Raheem Morris, the new head coach comes out and, you know, which I don't blame him for, but he directly throws quarterback Desmond Ritter from last year under the bus saying, look, if we had better quarterback play, I'm probably not here. That was the quote. And that's fair. Like, True. We he watched a lot of Ritter. Oh, he was terrible. So bad. And even you know, even though Fields, I realize the you know the fourth quarter numbers on him, uh, really really bad. But consider too where that you, know, you have to factor in time scoring situation with all that. So many games bears in obvious pass for situations down, and you you were kind of telegraphing the sort of game plan there. It wasn't very balanced. Not to give him an excuse for some of those shortcomings late in games, but cl- it, it clearly feels like a guy who with a change of scenery. And a defense that got a ton better last year, a team that's already yeah. built really to be a run-first offense, and a a wider, a most dangerous wide receiver in Kyle Pitts, who has chronically been underused and wrongly used, would really benefit from you know from somebody who would get the ball out quick and would not be asked you know would be asked to do the simple things that would elevate his game, uh, as opposed to the opposite, which happened last year in Ritter. I do think he's a little limited, though. I think he takes a lot of sacks. He, I, I mean, think- he is, yeah accuracy i mean look it's not like you, you can't uh i mean not everyone's gonna have Mahomes or, or josh allen i mean it's just it's hard to get these quarterbacks so i get wanting to just hey we'll take baby steps we'll take a slight upgrade it'll be interesting what do you think the market for fields is i don't think you get a one for him do you get a two is it like 
a two, then you swap yeah. some other rounds. What what kind of market are you thinking for him? One, yeah, one, one is hard to get to just with the you know, as much as the baggage can some could the argument could be it's still. perceived, but you know, Atlanta needs a quarterback. They do. You know the the one guy who nobody really talks about. Where like if I'm the Steelers and everyone like Russell Wilson's the uh, the, the uh, huge yeah. favorite odds on favorite to get to go to the Steelers like. If I'm Steelers, I don't want Russell Wilson. I feel like, boy, my upside's probably 9-8 and eight with him. He's shot. I don't want the drama. One guy kind of feels underlooked, not that he's great. Ryan Tannehill's not that bad. He didn't have any receivers in Tennessee. He's big. He can move a little bit. He's the one, again. Like, is he top half of the league? Quarterbacks, no. But I don't know. I just feel like he got uh, a, a raw deal in Tennessee where they went to Levis over him, where later in the season, like they had to win games to stay alive. They had to win games to keep Brable's job. Like He went into last week against the Jags and played pretty well. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but I've always been a little higher on Tannehill. You're, else. you're not. Okay. And I, I certainly believe of all these quarterbacks, the Russell Wilson next team odds are the weirdest because yeah. think about fit, right? Doesn't fit at all with Pittsburgh, no. with Las Vegas in particular, the way those coaches have their roster set up. They don't want any prima donnas. Remember Atlanta, the new the GM there was under Sean Payton for two decades in, in New Good Orleans. Point. You think you think he wants anything to do with Wilson there? So those first three out of the gate, and then you're talking about Denver – that, that's a, that's one that just makes no sense to me whatsoever. Not that I would be betting into that market anyway. But regardless, Will, been a blast hanging out with you, man. We will do, I'm sure, many more shows going forward together as we get into March Madness time. Great to see you, though, as always. All right, Ben, you're the best. Let's get these bets home. Let's do it. Big thanks to Britton, our producer, Andrew, JB, Isaiah, all behind the scenes as we wrap things up on Prime Primetime. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 